All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. This is October 15th, 2020 and week 89. If you're new around here, welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm, a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload them to podcast, every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as always, we'd like to say welcome back. Thank you for tuning in week in and week out to listen to what thus says the lord it feels great to be back in front of the camera back in front of the microphone to interact with you guys live we know that you guys have questions and we we love the interaction we've been um the past two weeks have been pre-recorded messages so again it's good to be back in front of the mic and interacting with you guys as you can see from the title we'll be talking about the duty of mankind see a lot of people we want everything handed to us we don't want to work for it but when it comes to living for god you got to do something i know we've heard plenty of sermons where you don't have to do anything salvation is free but god is calling each and every single one of us to do something so we'll be taking a deep dive into the bible to see what is said on that subject so without any further ado i'm going to pass it over to minister tony banks so we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message thank you melvin as always before we move too far we like to start with a prayer so if you guys are at a place where you can and you're able please bow your heads with us heavenly father we thank you we thank you, Lord, for all the many blessings you've continued to bestow upon us. Lord, we thank you for our life, health, and strength. Lord, we thank you for everything, even our trials and tribulations, because those are the things that shape us into the people that we're becoming each and every day. So, Lord, we say thank you, even though we know none of us enjoy going through hard times. But <clears throat> the fruit that it bears is worth it every time with you. So, Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, we're praying uh, for this Bible study tonight that someone's heart would be touched, that you would continue to prick our hearts, that you would continue to purify us, making us into the people that you're calling for. But we're praying that we would continue to reach out to those lost souls and reach out to souls that are already saved but trying to continue on in your will. Lord, we're praying and asking you that you would always remind us that no matter what that there is joy in the midst of every storm so lord we're praying these many blessings in your precious name jesus we pray amen amen so melvin already introduced the topic and he told us uh we're talking about the duty of mankind and we're going to move to the book of ecclesiastes to see what Solomon had to say on this topic and I'm praying that this would be a good study for someone out there for all of us uh, so that we would find the strength to go on another day because I know there's so many people trying to find a purpose in life a lot of people seem to think that there is no purpose for them they feel they can't do anything right and so tonight I'm hoping to uh, encourage you to move on just a little bit further. So let's pick it up in Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and let's start. Let's just start at verse 13 here. All right. Before we start, we do have a comment. Um, my friend Jeremy says you got to pray for it and then work for it. You definitely have to do something on our end. Thank you for tuning in, Jeremy. Good to see you, Jeremy. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 13 let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter now Solomon says 
I'm going to wrap it all up for you. You know, throughout school, uh, <laughs> the teacher would tell us to read books all the time. And those of us who uh, we've become so smart, we figured out a way that we didn't have to read the book. We say, you know what? I'll just spark note this. I'll just check it out online. I'll get them to summarize it. Give me a, a synopsis. <laughs> Give me the conclusion of the whole matter. So if, and I'm praying you would still read the Bible, but I know there's some people out there that don't want to read anything. And so Solomon said, I'm going to tell you the whole story of life this is the premise this is what we should be doing go ahead Mel. fear god and keep his commandments fear god and keep his commandments that's all we have to do now there's a lot that goes into that but he break he makes it as simple as possible and said all we have to do is fear god and do what he says everything will turn out right if we line up with God, I can't tell you how many problems I've caused for myself because I didn't do what God said. I found myself in a lot of situations because of my own stubbornness, my own hard-headedness. <laughs> Let's keep going there, man. But this is the whole duty of man. He said, this is it. That's all man was created for. This is the whole duty of man. He wanted us to keep his commandments. In the beginning, he told Adam what his commandments were. And Adam failed. Just as we do today, I know I failed. So I won't put all the blame on Adam. But this is our duty, is to keep God's commandments. Now, that means we must keep them even when it's tough to keep even when you know it's easy when we start out that's what the children of israel did they said oh lord we're going to do all that you commanded us and soon as the situation hits they said god must be trying to kill me <laughs> he could have left me where i was because i was doing good already there's a song i believe said i can do bad all by myself so we have a duty to perform all we have to do is keep God's commandments he said this is the whole duty this is everything we have to do is keep his commandments but as I mentioned that means keeping them even when times get tough I want to go over to the book of Acts chapter 16 because there is a reward in performing our duty. Now, we're not being paid for this. I mean, you can look at it like that if you want. But I don't want to use that term at this time just because I don't want you to think we actually worked for this. We better clear that up first. Let's go to the book of Ephesians first and we'll come back here. Ephesians chapter 2 and let's start start at verse 8 
For by grace are you saved through faith. Now, by grace, we're saved through faith. We've read this time and time again. Go ahead. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. This is God's doing. This is God performing his duty. And he didn't have to. He chose to. He made it his duty. Because it was written. That Jesus would come. The Bible tells us the lamb was slain from the foundation. That was his duty. He had to do that. Because God chose for that to be so. So he did. He kept the commandments of God. But. Our salvation. Yes, we play a part in it, but we have that opportunity. Not of our own works. Pick up the next verse there, Mel. Not of works. Mm -hmm. Lest any man should boast. He said nobody can brag about this. Nobody can brag about this because we still don't deserve it. I've said it before. No matter how many doors I open and ho I open and hold open for the person behind me, they say thank you. No matter how many times I do that, I still don't deserve to be saved. No matter how many times I donate money, I still don't deserve to be saved. No matter how many times I pull over because I see someone's car stopped and they need help. They need to make a phone call. I still don't deserve to be saved. I can't brag and say God owes me this. He owes me nothing. But now let's keep going. For we are his workmanship mm -hmm. created in Christ Jesus unto good works. This is our duty. We were created to perform good works. Jesus told us this. He said, let your light so shine. That men may see your good works. This is what we were created for. That's our duty. So we're talking about the duty of mankind. Because we have things that God has ordained for us to do. Finish out this verse, Mary. Which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. This is God's doing. These are his commandments. That we would walk in good works. That's loving our neighbor. That's loving our enemy. That's doing a lot of these things that we hate to do, quite frankly. But this is our duty, so we can't brag about it. We can't boast. We're only doing what God asked us to do. In the book of Hebrews, Paul told us, he said, I beg you, brethren, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. He said, this is your reasonable service. This is your duty. This is what you should be doing. This is reasonable because Christ bought us back with a price. And this is the only way we can repay him. And still, there still isn't repayment made. There still isn't payment made. So he said, we should walk in these good works. God made us for this purpose. You know, we don't take 
a car on four wheels and we put it in the ocean. We didn't make the car for that. That's what they made the boat for. We don't take the boat and try to drive it down the street. That's not what it was made for. We have a reason we were made. We have a purpose. We don't take dog food and eat it. It wasn't made for us. Everything has a duty and a purpose. We have to fulfill ours. So now, let's go back to where we were in the book of Acts. Chapter 16, and let's pick up, start with verse 16, I believe. Uh, no, that's too far. Let's start at verse 20. You said verse 20? Mm-hmm. And brought them to the magistrates, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city. Now, we find Paul here. He has been preaching and teaching the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He's been preaching Jesus to these people. And anywhere the name of Jesus is preached, there's going to be some opposers. Anywhere the truth is spoken, there's going to be people that discredit it. They try to. They don't believe it. So now. They call Paul a troublemaker. Go ahead and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, mm -hmm. neither to observe, being Romans. They said, Paul shouldn't be teaching this. It's not lawful. It's against our custom. You know, we hold a lot of things. We look at the customs around the world, and we hold those to be law. We look at traditions, and they become a law to us. There's a lot of traditions that we hold above God's word. Forsaking his commandments to keep the tradition. Jesus got on to the Pharisees about that. But let's keep going. I want to get to some things. And the multitude rose up together against them. And the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. Now they were being beaten. They were about to be beaten here. They were commanded to beat these people. Paul and the rest of these disciples here. All they did was the duty that God gave them. That's all they did. They didn't go around and hurt people. They didn't go around uh, attacking people. They went around proclaiming the name of Christ. That's it. That's our duty to keep the commandments of God. The scripture tells us every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. We got to be confessing the name of Christ. So they did nothing to deserve this. Mm hmm. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Now, as if a beating was not enough. Even though. If Pilate had been there, he would have said, I find no charge. Because they have done nothing wrong. But nevertheless, 
they are thrown in jail after they had many stripes I was talking to someone the other day they brought up uh, getting whoopings as a child they said they got many stripes I did too praise God that was my parents duty God gave them the permission to do that <clears throat> but now they were cast into the prison go ahead Melvin who having received such a charge thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks locked them up made sure they couldn't run go ahead and at midnight Paul and Silas prayed now this is what I wanted to get to glory to God at midnight at the darkest hour they still held to the duty that they were given this is how we have to be if we're going to overcome this world because there's going to be some times that we cry there's going to be some struggles there's going to be a lot of tough things in life these people these disciples here we ought to be able to relate to this I, I know we've said it many times I didn't do anything to this person I don't know why they're treating me like this I don't, I don't even know this person I never even had a conversation with them but look at how they're talking to me Paul and the rest of these disciples Paul and Silas here at midnight prayed this is the duty that we were given the Bible tells us man ought to always pray this is the duty this is our duty also we have to know where to go when times get tough at the midnight hour where we cannot see which way we need to turn we can't see so Paul and Silas they had nowhere else to turn they knew where to go though at midnight the scripture says they prayed uh huh and sang praises unto God hallelujah they sang praises unto God now that's tough to sing and praise God in the midst of prison there's so many people out there in physical prisons and spiritual prisons trapped in our own mind cannot overcome our own thoughts thoughts of depression thoughts of suicide so many evil thoughts that trap us inside of a box and we feel we have nowhere else to turn it's midnight it's pitch black but if we were to sing praises and pray to the most high God if we were to learn to keep his commandments hallelujah our situation would turn upside down it would be flipped upright if we would learn to do this because I found this to be uh, <laughs> 
astronomical. This was amazing to see how they were still in the mindset to sing praises. Now, I know we can pray. Yeah, I know we'll pray when it gets tough. But they did more than prayer. They sung praises. They said God is still worthy of all the glory and honor. Despite where I find myself at this moment, God is still worthy. Now, that that's something right there. That's something. That's having joy in the midst of the storm. That's joy. I mean, these people, no doubt, no doubt, their body is still, and we call them, <laughs> when we get uh, a whooping, you say, oh, man, I had so many whips on me. <laughs> I don't even know how you would spell that word. <laughs> no doubt, they still had that. They had to still have it. They just went through a whooping. The scripture said they took many stripes. And I don't know what they were getting beat with. But I can assure you, it was worse than a switch. And a lot of us know about a switch or a belt. But the scripture said they received many stripes. These people were hurt. And yet, they turned around and sang praises unto God. That's their duty. The Bible tells us, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. The scripture didn't say, make a joyful noise only when you're having a good time. It didn't say that. We should always make a joyful noise because no matter where we find ourselves, Paul told us in another place. He said the sufferings of this present time. He said what we're going through at this midnight hour. At the darkest times of our lives. He said what we're going through is not even worthy to be compared. It does not even stack up against. This situation it just does not even measure against the glory that shall be revealed. If we continue to keep our duty. That's on us, though. Because Paul and Silas here made a choice to sing praises unto God. They made that choice. They could have had the mindset that we find ourselves in a lot of times and say, you know what? I just don't understand how could a loving God do this to me? He can't love me if he did this. He just cannot. We're in the midnight hour with that mindset. We're locked up with that mindset. We are completely in darkness and we cannot see what's true. Because the same God that'll get you in these situations is the same God who will come to your rescue because he's trying to build trust with us. That's what he did with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, I was listening to something the other day and it has nothing to do with this message. But, I better not. <laughs> but, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we know the story. 
they were doing nothing but trying to keep their duty faced with the decision of having to bow down to an idol they chose not to hero Israel the Lord our God is one Lord and we should only serve that one God so they decided we're not going to bow to these false images and so because they kept the commandments of God we know where they found themselves in at in the fiery furnace the person one of the servants were told to heat it seven times hotter than it normally is heated even the person they reached over to throw the boys in the fire hallelujah that person himself was instantly killed because it was just that hot he was on the wrong side and so the scripture goes on to tell us that the king got curious <laughs> I wish someone would get curious about God because he's wonderful and he does some wondrous works so the king looked over to see the end of the boys he wanted to see what was going to happen to them and so he called out to someone else he said I thought we only threw three in there and how in the world is it now four God will come to our rescue if we fulfill our duties all we have to do is our part continue to keep his commandments continue to hold on even when you're faced with the fiery furnace even when you're faced with the prison even if it's the prison of your mind being trampled by your own thoughts if we were are willing to keep God's commandments we will find God will be there to rescue us we found Jesus the son of God the king said it looks like the son of God we found Jesus coming to people's rescue even in the Old Testament blessed be the rock of our salvation he is the rock and I'm not talking about the wrestler he's the rock Paul told us that rock that followed the <laughs> I'm not going to go all over the place Paul told us that rock that rock was Christ he's always been there and so even as Paul and Silas sit here in the prison the rock is there he's still there he sees what is becoming of his children so the scripture tells us they sang praises unto God uh-huh and the prisoners heard them let your light so shine that men may see your good works the prisoners seen something they said man what is wrong with these people <laughs> there has to be something wrong with these people we're in here miserable and they're in here singing 
how can they have joy? How can they have this unspeakable peace? How can they feel this way as they sit in this prison? The prisoners heard it. Uh-huh. And suddenly. And suddenly. And suddenly. It doesn't take God long. It doesn't take him long to do what he has to do. But he's waiting for the time. He's waiting to see if we're going to keep our duty. He's waiting to see if we're if we will still keep his commandments, if we will still praise him. In the midnight hour, if we will still do what he told us to do, even when it gets hard, even when we look beside ourselves to the left or to the right and see so and so ain't doing it. We do that a lot. We say, yeah, I would have did it, but look, look at them. They're not doing it. God sees that he's still looking for someone when he returns he's looking to find faith still on earth this is our duty so they began to sing praises unto God and now other people are taking note of it and suddenly the prisoners had to see it first. God needed someone to see that despite whatever was going on, he had someone else out there willing to still praise him. He needed that to happen first. God needs us to stand up. I believe it was Isaiah. He said, who will declare him? Who's going to declare the name of the Lord in their generation who's going to stand up and fulfill their duty before the eyes of everyone else who's going to do it go ahead man again and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken God will shake things up he will do it and suddenly there was an earthquake. Uh-huh. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. Now, <laughs> that's God. This is the power of the God that we serve. He loosened the shackles. That's what he wants to do for us. Loosen the things that are holding us back. And most of the time, it's our mind. It's our mindset saying, I can't do this. I can't do that. It's our mind. As one thinketh in his heart, so is he. Sure, you can't do it because you continue to say you can't. But God has made us more than conquerors. With him, we are more than conquerors. So, an earthquake suddenly happened, and now everyone is free. Go ahead, Melvin. And the keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep. Now, this man was asleep. They were in there singing praises unto God, praying and singing praises. 
And the earthquake woke him up. Mm -hmm. And seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. Now he knew if the prisoners had made it out of there, he knew his life was over because he knew his boss, his master, he was going to require his head because it was his job. It was his duty to keep these prisoners. So all he know is he woke up and seen that these doors were open. He said, man, this is it for me. Mm-hmm. But Paul cried with a loud voice. But Paul cried with a loud voice. This is our duty. Paul is showing us through his actions, not his mouth, his actions. He's showing us how we should be. Uh-huh. Do thyself no harm. Paul said, don't hurt yourself. Now, this is the person who was keeping him bound. This is his enemy. He said, don't hurt yourself. Don't kill yourself. This is the love of God. This is our duty. Above everything else, to show love, even to those people who were trying to hurt us. He said, don't harm yourself. Mm -hmm. For we all are here. He said, nobody's escaped. We didn't try to run. But they had the choice to. Paul said, don't hurt yourself. Mm -hmm. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas mm -hmm. and brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? My God. This is incredible to see how God used all of this just to get these people saved. That's the end goal. That's what God wants. Is to save someone. It's not his will that any of us should perish. That's not his will. But he had to get someone's attention. Because a lot of people. were caught up. With so many things. God has to humble us first. So. Now that this man has seen that there was something different about Paul and Silas, he's seen there has to be something true to their story. This great God that they keep talking about that wants to save us. Now this man is ready. He said, look, what do I need to do to be saved? There has to be. He said, what is my duty now? What is my duty? What must I do? There's something we must all do. There's some things we must all do. Mm -hmm. And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ mm -hmm. and thou shalt be saved. They said, look, believe what we're about to tell you. We're going to tell you some things about Christ that you need to believe. It's our duty to believe all. We can't pick and choose. He said, believe on Jesus because it was him 
that spared your life. It was Christ that spared this man's life. Because if it were some of these prisoners today, oh, people are taking anybody out for their freedom. We're taking people out even when it doesn't require, or even when it's not in exchange for our freedom. Go ahead, Mel. And all thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord, and to all that were in his house. Mm -hmm. And he took them the same hour of the night, and washed their stripes, mm -hmm. and was baptized. He and all his straightway. Now this was the words of the Lord. They told him, believe in Jesus, get baptized in his name. No doubt they told him, receive the Holy Ghost. All of this happened. This man performed his duty. That's all we have to do. Is keep the commandments of God. We'll see the miracles. We'll see people's lives transformed. People we never expected to be saved. We'll see so many spectacular things transpire. If we just keep our duty, keep our end of the bargain, it's on us. We have a job to do. God is looking for someone to do it because it is his ultimate goal to save us. That's his goal. His goal is not to make you feel bad. His goal is not to hurt your feelings. His goal is to save you. So that's where we are tonight. It's about keeping his commandments because he loves you. He sent Christ to die for you. And he's still reaching out. His arm is not too short. He's still reaching down all the way from heaven, pulling us out of our traps. And he's still asking that we would keep his commandments. That's all we have to do. So I'll wrap it up there. I won't talk very long tonight. But I thank God for you guys tuning in. Uh, devoting some time out of your night to be with us because it, it's like I always say it's important it means a lot God has been so good to us we owe it to him it's our duty to hear the word of God that's our duty because if we don't we'll fade away so at this time, I'll turn it back over to Melvin. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Minister Tony Banks. Um, good word tonight. A lot of great points in there. A lot of things that can be said. Um, I would like to address our comments. Sister Betty, praise the Lord. Sister Rosie, praise the Lord. And another one of our um, 
regulars, uh, Roderick, is tuning in. We, as always, like to thank you guys for tuning in here with us, says the Lord. If anybody else has any questions, comments, or concerns about anything, uh, feel free to comment. Um, you can comment at any time, and our inboxes are always open. Always open, no matter what time. If you have a question, I guarantee somebody else ha has the exact same question. So please don't hesitate to ask. But I don't have much to say, but um, God said that he made man upright. And we sought out many inventions, so many new things. Um, We're getting away from what God has called us to do. It seems like day by day, the world is getting further and further and further away from God. They're trying to take in God we trust off of the money. They're trying to take in God we trust all of, off of our license plates and everything because we don't understand. You know, Bible is called the good book, but man is starting to call it fairy tale because we don't understand the severity of it. The eagle-eyed prophet Isaiah say, we all like sheep have gone astray. Each one is turned to his own way. And what God told the second leader after the death of Moses, he told Joshua, don't turn to the right or to the left. Because when we turn, we, started, we start to get distracted. Jesus promised us all these good things with persecution. But every little minor inconvenience that we have, we want to throw a fit. Now, we all get frustrated sometimes, even I get frustrated sometimes. But in those moments of frustration, we have to know that, hey, I'm going to have times like this. These hard times build me up. They work with patience, they work with experience. So the next time it happens, you know what to do. So we have to keep our eyes steadfast on what God called us to do because we'll get distracted. While we're having our t moments of frustration, we look and see what somebody else who may not even go to church may be an atheist. They may be a millionaire. Because I know a lot of these smart scientists, these super, super smart guys, they, they're an atheist. <laughs> they don't believe in God. They say there is no God. But God said, <laughs> the fool says there is no God. And he uses the, the um, things, the foolish things to confound the wise, he said in one place. So we so we have to keep our eyes steadfast because we'll get distracted. Um, I believe it's in the book of Psalms in the 73rd chapter where David says um, his foot almost slipped. He got envious at the prosperity of the wicked. Seems like everything goes well for them. But if the devil already has you, there is no reason for him to keep on attacking you. It's when you try to live right for God, the devil is going to come at you at every single angle. God's going to be right with you like he was, as Tony mentioned earlier, with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We just have to know it. Um, I'm reminded of another story where Abraham, God told him to sacrifice his only son, Isaac. And the people that were with them, he said, y'all stay here. Me and the lad, we're going to go up the mountain. And then he said, we will come back to you. Now, God told him to kill his son. And he said, we will come back. When they got up there, you know, the kid, he was he was looking around and say, um, I know we about to do a sacrifice here, but um, where, where, where is the sacrifice? Where is the lamb? And then Abraham said, God will provide. God will provide us one. And he did. And they ended up returning. So we have to have that faith in our times of trials and tribulations. I know it is hard. I can speak from experience, but God will see you through. He said he won't put you, he won't give you anything more than you can bear. 
So I'm going to leave it there. I see that we don't have any other further comments. So thank you, Jeremy, Sister Beta, Sister Rosen, and Roderick for tuning in. And whoever else may watch the video afterwards or listen to it on the podcast, which will be uploaded shortly. We always thank you guys because you, as I always say here in the vast minority, when you're trying to learn about God, because it is that, as Tony always says, it is that important. So I'm going to wrap it up there. And well, I'll say one more thing. I always like to pray for the mentality, for the faith of the apostles who were with Jesus for three or three and a half years. So I would like to say, because at the end of the fifth chapter of the book of Acts, they had just gotten out of prison after being beaten, after being stoned, after all kind of things have been done to them. And they said they rejoiced because they were worthy to suffer for the name of Jesus Christ. So they were happy to do it because they knew they understood what they were doing it for. So we have to be the same way. We have to be the same way. So again, I'm going to end it there for real this time. As I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimony. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. There is always a reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So you guys be blessed and we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of God. Thank you guys again. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. My name is Melvin Corners here along with Minister Tony Banks who brings the word every week. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You should tune in and ask questions or just tell us how you're doing. We'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic. Rejoice in the Lord always.